You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center. What's up, everybody? Super excited to be jumping into the Word of God with you today. I am Pastor David Gammon. We are going to be going into John 7. And if you're new to the podcast, you're hearing this on the radio, however you're teaming up with us today, what we do is the night before we read a chapter of the Bible, then we go to our Merritt Island location and uh, we read the chapter again and we talk about what God has breathed on our hearts. And it's myself, usually Pastor Dan, sometimes it's Pastor Matt and Jessica, whatever the, the combination is, we usually do some teams. And today I got an incredible young man. He does so much around here in production and with their generational ministries. He's, he's the sound engineer. He just got married like a year ago, like close to a year, yeah. Because <laughs> coming up close to a year, and and kind now of. he's, now he's just man, he's he's moving forward in life. Nick Clements, and how you doing, buddy? You I'm doing good? well. I'm doing well. How you, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. We got the cool weather coming in. You know, fall is showing up here in Florida, and oh, dude, I I I stepped out of my uh, my apartment today, and I was like, oh, dude, we're starting to get into the season of, um. I got to look at the weather before I walk out to see if I got to put on a, a nice windbreaker. It's Florida. But, it's Florida. Yeah, it's, but that's what I'm saying. It's always changing. Exactly. And one day it's 90 degrees. One day it's 40 it's or good. 50 It'll degrees. A, and you what? got humidity humidity up at 100, so you're feeling like a an icicle. A year or two ago, it was like 91 degrees on Christmas. Yeah, um, that was that was disappointing. For all of our listeners that are you know in other colder areas yeah. of the planet, <laughs> man, we had a 90-degree Christmas. So I tell you what, Nick, tell them to jump in, how, how they can jump in and get plugged in with not only Morning Breath, but with everything East Coast. Yeah, the, the best way to get anything East Coast, including Morning Breath, is our East Coast app. Go ahead and go download that on your phone. You can also go to our website at eccc.us. Um, this will just give you access to everything that's East Coast, whether that's events that we have coming up. Um, like I know we got, I mean, we're going to go into some events that we got coming up in a second, but um, past sermons and morning breath episodes, you can find it all. You can also find us on social media. We are yeah. always keeping that up to date, posting posts of pictures and Sunday mornings, all that cool stuff. You can kind of see um, just how much fun stuff we do. Um, we're, but we're on Facebook, Instagram, and on YouTube, or you can just call us at three two one four one two one. Wait, yep three three two one four five two ten sixty. Um, but yeah, give us a call. We can email you anything, or we can. I hear a lot of people say snail mail, and I guess that's just because it's paper mail and it's a little bit slower than USPS, United States Postal Service. Well, I'll tell you what, something that's not going to be slow is a kids event we have coming up. Yeah. The first ever East Coast Kids Live is going to be November 19th from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. in our Merritt Island location. We call it the Parkway. So go to our events page and go ahead and check it out. Matter of fact, anything like you want to know what the church is doing, Go to our website, eccc.us, that's e3cs.us forward slash events. It'll tell you what we got going on. And this is so much more powerful than what we can do on a Sunday morning to let you know in our announcements area. Uh, the next best thing is just get our app. Just get that app. We got 50-something verses. That's a lot of verses. <laughs> That's a lot. How about you just read through 30 because there's like a breakdown. Read New King James. Mm, that's, new Living. Okay, so that's where my Bible transcribers decided to say that they would put another subtitle in into the scripture here. So fully just for the sake of being lazy. Um, 
I'll just take over reading at verse, I think it's 31. Let me just double check everybody at home. It might not be. No, it'll be 32. Oh, so okay. I'll so take over read, 32. All right. So I'll read through 31. Yep. Okay. And, and all right. Well, then, Nick, I say to you, read, sir. After this, Jesus traveled around Galilee. He wanted to stay out of Judea, where the Jewish leaders were plotting his death. But soon it was time for the Jewish festival of shelters. And Jesus' brother said to him, Leave here and go to Ju- Judea, where the, your followers can see your miracles. You can't become famous if you hide like this. If you can do such wonderful things, show yourself to the world. For even his brothers didn't believe him. Jesus replied, Now, now is not the right time for me to go. But you can go anytime. The world can't hate you, but it does hate me because I accuse it of doing evil. You go on. I'm not going to this festival because my time has not yet come. After saying these things, Jesus remained in Galilee. But after his brothers left for the festival, Jesus also went, though secretly staying out of public view. The Jewish leaders tried to find him at the festival and kept asking if anyone had seen him. There was a lot of grumbling about him among the crowds some argued he's a good man but others said he's nothing but a fraud who deceives the people but no one had the courage to speak favorably about him in public for they were afraid of getting in trouble with the jewish leaders then midway through the festival jesus went up to the temple and began to teach the people were surprised when they heard him how does how does he know so much when he hasn't been trained they asked so jesus told them My message is not my own. It comes from God who sent me. Anyone who wants to do the will of God will know whether my teaching is from God or is merely my own. Those who speak for themselves want glory only for themselves, but a person who seeks to honor the one who sent him speaks truth, not lies. Moses gave you the law, but none of you obeys it. In fact, you are trying to kill me. The crowd replied, you're you're demon-possessed. Who's trying to kill you? Jesus replied, I did one miracle on the Sabbath, and you were amazed, but you, but you work on the Sabbath too, when you obey Moses' law of circumcision. For, all, for if the correct time for circ- circumcising your son falls on the Sabbath, you go ahead and do, do, do it so as not to break the law of Moses. So why should you be angry f- with me for healing a man on the Sabbath? Look beneath the surface so you can judge correctly." Boom. That was a that was a bomb right there. Uh, some of the people who lived in Jerusalem started to te- to ask each other, "Isn't this the man who they are trying to kill?" But here he is speaking in public, and they say nothing to him. Could our leaders possibly believe that he is the Messiah? But how could he be? For we know that this man. Oh, my Bible just messed up. Uh, but how could he be? For we know that this where this man comes from. When the Messiah comes. He will simply appear. No one will know where he comes from. When, while Jesus was teaching in the temple, he called out, Yes, you know me, and you know where I come from, but I'm not here on my own. The one who sent me is true, and you don't know him, but I know him because I come from him, and he sent me to you. Then the leaders tried to arrest him, but no one laid hands on him because his time had not yet come. Many among the crowds at the temple believed him. After all, they said, would you expect the Messiah to do more miraculous signs than this man has done? The Pharisees heard the crowd murmuring these things concerning him, and the Pharisees and the chief priests sent officers to take him. Then Jesus said to them, 
I shall be with you a little while longer, and then I go to him who sent me. You will seek me and not find me, and where I am you cannot come. Then the Jews said among themselves, Where does he intend to go, and that we shall not find him? Does he intend to go to the dispersion among the Greeks and teach the Greeks? What is this thing that he said, You will seek me and not find me, and where I am you cannot come? On that last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as Scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive, for the Holy Spirit was not given yet, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Therefore, many from the crowd, when they heard this saying, said, Truly, is this the prophet? Others said, This is the Christ. But some said, Will the Christ come out of Galilee? Has not the scripture said that the Christ has come from the seed of David and from the town of Bethlehem, where, where David was? So there was a division amongst the people because of him. Now some of them wanted to take him, but no one laid hands on him. Rejected by the authorities. Then the officers came to the chief priests and Pharisees who said to them, Why have you not brought him? The officers said, No man ever spoke like this man. The Pharisees answered them, Are you also deceived? Has any of you of the rulers or Pharisees believed in him? But this crowd that does not know the law is accursed. Nicodemus, who had come to Jesus by night, being one of them, said to them, Does our law judge a man before it hears him and knows what he is doing? They answered and said to him, Are you also from Galilee? Search and look, for no prophet has arisen out of Galilee. An adulteress faces the light of the world, and everyone went into his own house. Amen. Amen. That is that is man a great way to stop the chapter. Yeah. You know, and so man. I don't know. This chapter was definitely like screaming at me. Like three, three big things I felt as we went through it. One of the uh, the big things was uh, it was really based off timing. Timing was a big deal. Timing was a big deal, Jesus. You know, you see in the forefront that his brother's like, "What are you doing, man? You need to go out there. You need to like show this world who you are. Do your thing." Even though we know that they were processing through some stuff. They necessarily didn't fully believe maybe he was the Messiah, maybe not. I don't know. They knew he was a miracle worker for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, they probably had a lot more they had to deal with if they knew and walked with Jesus for the, you know, 28, 29 years of his life before his ministry. So, but either way, they're trying to push the timing forward. They're trying to push the timing forward. And he's like, no, 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 you guys don't understand. This this isn't how I'm going to do He actually says twice. He refers to timing twice in it. Yeah. And I want to encourage you guys today, and, and this is something that's super big, about accomplishing what God has called you to do means you need to do it inside of God's timing. All right, because he's given you a vision or a word or something on your heart doesn't mean you go into full Joshua mode and just instantly just go quit your job and, you know, you start doing whatever. And that's not always the case. All right. Yeah. That's why we have wise counsel. Yeah. You know, and so timing is important. You might find out, guys, here's here's one that'll help you. Some guys out there um, is that if you know you're going to marry a girl 
when you first see her, you would like to marry her. Timing's a big thing. Yeah. Telling her the second you meet her that you want to marry her or you're going to marry her or God said that you're she's your wife. Not good timing, buddy. Not, let's keep that one under wraps for a while. Yeah. All right. Let's just see how the story plays out. Yeah. But uh, timing can be a big thing, and God wants to be a part of the timing process with you because there's several scriptures that talk about, man, it, it, it's holding on to hope you know, with our faith, but when, it, when that faith is fulfilled, how much more faith we have and how much more joy and how much more peace we have. And it really is a powerful thing. Yeah, there's something, um, you know, that, that, that definitely was something huge that I saw was um, when everyone's trying to arrest him and all that. And Jesus is like, nah, it's not my time yet because, you know, we live outside of God's time. You know, God's, God lives outside of time. And so every part of his plan for us, um, it just comes when it needs to happen. And so, um, you know, in verse 37, says, on the day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds, anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare rivers of living water flow from his heart. He's taken this time to, now that he has, you know, preached his message um, and, you know, going between all, everyone saying, is this him? Is it not him? Uh, he's saying that, you know, now that I'm leaving, I'm, I'm still going to give everyone the opportunity to come in, um, come to me and, to receive, you know, the Holy Spirit. And so that's um, just a, a, a place for people to grow and to uh, just get, um, you know. Well, he also is like the second part is he is actually what I was talking about here about the about three things. So the next one was was priority. All right. He had his priority right. He, you know, they're saying go work miracles, go do this, go do that, go show this world who you are. Well, you have a debate over who he is. And so what he does is he steps out and, and he has his priorities right. His priorities is to bring, show, and teach the kingdom of heaven, which will um, at its fruition be him going to the cross and the resurrection. But So in this moment, he's getting his priorities right. And he's trying to give people, he's, get, he's laying out an opportunity for people to experience the kingdom of heaven. And nobody that we know or, or we don't see any of the Pharisees actually respond to it. But here's the crazy thing. Here's the crazy thing. Had they responded to it, then they would have seen the miracles that they were looking for. You see, because it is the gospel that goes before the miracle, all right? So if you want to see the Holy Spirit moving in your life, be lifting up the name of Jesus. And that was what he was doing. He's like, hey, if you cross this chicken line and you believe in me, you're going to get rivers of living water coming from you. And he, so he put that out there, but because they're still humming and hawing over who he is and what it is and what that looks like us for us today is, you know, you might be humming and hawing and dragging your feet on stuff that of areas where God's called you to like, so you might be like living with someone outside of, outside of marriage. All right. Well, God's calling you to get married or God's calling you to, 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 
separate from living together and you're hoeing and hawing, but you know he's Jesus in your heart, you're saved, but you've got to address that, okay? And I know this might be a, a tough, tough topic for people riding in the minivan right now, and you don't have to talk about it right now, but it's my something you don't need to drag your feet on. Why? Because, man, there's breakthrough for your family, but when you fully step out, if you're looking at websites you shouldn't be looking at, if you are, you know, holding all of your finances for yourself and not being generous, well, that's not fully receiving the areas that Jesus has for your life. You're, we're kind of being modern day Pharisees and we're saying, Jesus, you're good enough to be my savior, but I'm not really clear if you're my Lord yet because I still want to rule this kingdom, you know, and and that's a reality for the modern grace believer that, that we have to, to overcome. Our struggle isn't fulfilling the law anymore. It's actually learning to operate in grace. So, right. And that stuff will that'll, that stuff will catch up to you if you're uh, running, living life, you know, making money or work your Lord. You know, if you're letting that be your highest priority, but you're, you know, you've got God on the side saying, "Oh yeah, I, I believe in God, and and I um I'll go to church every once in a while." That stuff will catch up to you, and and luckily, you know, God has the grace for all of us, the grace that we don't deserve of, you know, however long. It takes for us to realize that I can't do this without him and mm-hmm. that I need his strength to get me through just the day. You know, day to day, we all run into struggles. Work can be really difficult. And um, and so having a Lord that isn't money, money is not always going to be there. When money gets pulled away from you, what do you have? And, and that's your Lord. What do you have? Um, to go to to get your strength from if you pull your strength and 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 you make money your lord but um you know god is a um a, like a river and never ending and so you can always have strength from there you can always trust that you can pull strength from there in times that just overall suck yeah absolutely and that's kind of like where you where you put your where you draw your strength from where, where your priorities lie, where your focus is, will bleed over into the next thing. And that's really how you form your uh, morality. And what we as believers, as followers of Jesus Christ, as disciples of Jesus, what we do is that we have what we believe dictate how we behave. Well, if you are left to your own nature and without hearing the gospel— what we often do, what people often do, humanity does, is you actually let your behavior dictate your beliefs. So you enjoy doing that, you know. So if that becomes right and that becomes normal. And that's why you hear modern expressions like living your best life or do what makes you happy, stuff like that, even follow your dreams. But these aren't really biblically found expressions. There's actually a lot of scriptures that would argue against this type of mindset. And Jesus is actually pushing back against their mindset and their morality here because he said to him, did not Moses give you the law? This is verse 19. Yet none of you keep the law. What's off their priority? What did it affect their morality? He's like, you guys don't really take, you guys are flexing on me, Moses this, and later on in other chapters, Abraham that, you know. But he's like, y'all don't take Abraham and Moses seriously. You don't walk in faith. You don't obey the law. Then he says to him, he he catches him sideways, why do you seek to kill me? He reads their mail right there, right there. 
And then, of course, how they respond is like, whoa, 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 buddy. This guy must have a demon. Like, they try and, and, and spin Jesus in a negative light. But what he is is he's just saying, hey, listen, I'm looking at what you value, and it's not my heavenly father. And I know what I'm doing is making you upset. What You have to take a step back and look at your life. And what is what you are believing causing what behavior from you? Right. So and then go back to that root of things and saying, hey, listen, I don't believe or I am I am behaving in a way that I don't believe the joy of the Lord is my strength because I need alcohol to be the source of my joy or I need pot to be the source of my joy. If you've gone to extensive debates on why marijuana or alcohol is not a sin, you probably might have an area where you struggle with it. All right. Because people that don't struggle with it don't really usually argue that long about it or over it. Or you're just in a community there where nobody challenges it. You know, I like to gauge things off if off the scripture and Peter where it talks about all things are lawful, but not all things are beneficial. And, you know, that works for practical stuff, but for moral stuff and for for looking at it, you gotta say, hey, listen, is this something that I want to be doing? Is what what behavior, what belief have I bitten into that's causing this behavior to come from me? Right. And I want to change that belief. Yeah. And like you said, um, when, when you're doing things that aren't great, we need people around us. We need community to be able to shine light on that stuff. And in verse, um, verse seven, it says the world can't hate you, but it does hate me because I accuse it of doing evil. We are doing, we as Christians are doing what, um, Jesus was doing when he was on this earth and that's bringing people to the Lord. And, What that looks like is the world has a lot of sin, there's a lot of darkness, and we as Christians need to shine light on that. And so it's easy for us to be hated by the world because we're calling out people's trash, you know, like the stuff that they've got going on in their life. And that doesn't ever feel good. And so, you know, it makes sense that all of these um, Jews and all these people, Pharisees, are like, get this man out of here because we're – He's doing something that nobody else is doing. You can't improve in somewhere in an area if you're if you're falling short or you're like if you're struggling. You know, like think about it. If you're playing a sport and you're you're struggling in this one aspect of that um, sport, you're not going to be able to improve. And so when a coach comes in and says, "Hey, you need to get better at this," that could hurt. That might not feel good. You might feel like, "Oh, I, I thought I was doing fine in that area," but we need people. Um, even us Christians, we need people to call the crap out in our lives because totally, like light needs to be shined on sin or else it will just fester and it'll stay there. And so I love that, like how we had talked before um, in verse 23. No, not verse 23. Sorry. It was the, uh, where is it at? Verse 24? It was 37. Okay. Um, where we was talking about um, 37 and 38 um, to come anyone to come drink from mm. uh, the living water uh, is Jesus. He didn't just call the crap out in people's lives and he's not just going to everyone and saying, you're doing this wrong, you're doing this wrong. But like you said, he's bringing it back. He's got a heavenly, he's got a godly mindset and he's bringing it all back to what um, it's all about. And that's getting people to Jesus. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. 
At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family. We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321 453 Kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. I love the end of this chapter here because you see a throwback to John 3. Nicodemus steps into the conversation and they are looking to... to 
I don't know. They're moving in on Jesus. They're 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 get they're they're got some accusations, and Nicodemus just chimes in with saying, "Hey, well, guys, is it our law? Is it like the way of our people to judge a man before he's even been heard?" And they respond, "Are are you with him then too?" <clears throat> that's what we do to this day. Like like honestly, like that's what we do to this day. And it's probably one of the biggest hindrances of modern American Christianity for winning the loss to Christ is our quickness to divide each other right now. We are so quick. If someone wears a BLM shirt, Black Lives Matter shirt, you've already know that type of person. If someone wears a Trump shirt, you know that type of person. Uh, if they if they have a scripture on their shirt, you've compartmentalized that person. If they and we go right down the line, they're wearing a mask, oh they're this. If they're not wearing a mask, then they're that. And it's like, well, let's not be so quick to think we know other people's story. Why don't we be quick to be obedient to the Holy Spirit and the story that he's writing that we get to be a part of? When we do that, that is when the church truly catches fire in a community and we're able to turn this world upside down for Jesus. So guys, love love jumping in this chapter with you, Nick, man. Great job. We're, we're going to head out to the next episode. Yeah. See you guys. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath Podcast.